everybody, welcome back to the Sunnydale Review. I'm Brian. I'm Jillian. And Jillian, we're here, season two. We are. It's been like a month. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. It's been a while, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. We're going to be recording season two and three. Not that this matters to the people listening <laughs> at all, but it it's matters to me, you know? Okay. So yeah, we have an exciting show. We're going to be covering season two, episodes one through six, and uh, we're going to start off, of course, with episode one, When She Was Bad. So, yep. take it away. All right. Uh, when She Was Bad originally aired on September 15th, 1997, and is a written and directed episode by Joss Whedon. All right. So, that's always good. Yeah. Obviously, um, as the creator of the show. So, what what is this episode generally about, would you, would you say? So this episode's really coming back from the events of the end of season one and mm-hmm. kind of dealing with um, just leftover feelings and mm-hmm. leftover uh, trauma. Yeah, from from the last season, right. from Buffy's death and um, the defeat of the Master. Really. Mm-hmm. So, let's get into it. All right. So uh, the episode opens with Xander and Willow walking out at night. Mm-hmm. They kind of comment on how there's been. Um, a very low amount of supernatural activity over the summer. Mm. Everybody kind of just took a break off after all the events of the Master. Right. Um, Xander's being very, very like flirty with Willow, mm. and he puts like ice cream on her nose, which is yeah, super it's, cute. It's pretty like pretty flirty, like you said. It's yeah. If Xander's not interested, it's borderline rude to yeah. be doing this. Yeah. Uh. And he's, like, about to lick the ice cream off off, um, off her nose. Right. And then over your shoulder you see vampire. Yes. <laughs> Which, like, okay, guys, you were walking by the graveyard. Exactly. I mean, you say that supernatural activity has been low, but, mm. like... Eh. I mean, yeah, there's the reason. They said that without Buffy there's really not been much uh, vampire actor. I guess more has to do without the Master, right? Yeah. Master's dead. They all, they all ran away for a minute. Yeah. Um, so we find out that Buffy didn't stick around for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't stick around to bury the master. She left to go and be with her dad for the summer in Los Angeles because mm-hmm. he still lives there. She used to live there. Um, so she went and visited him. All of a sudden, Willow and Xander get attacked by a vampire. You think they're going to die. And then, hello, Buffy, welcome back. <laughs> yes, so Buffy is back. You know, I think it's a good reintroduction to, to Buffy and a re, like, if you were just flipping through the channels and you in 1997 you know when people flipped through channels rather than watching specific shows on netflix or hulu mm-hmm. like we do now um you'd understand kind of the dynamics of the group right away and understand that like buffy is more powerful than a normal person yeah you know uh so buffy saves willow and xander they kind of fill her in that they um buried the master in like consecrated ground mm-hmm. there was a whole ceremony they're they're very excited that they got to like wear robes <laughs> like it was very right. official um so they kind of fill her in and then uh they ask her hey like did you go see giles yet do you yeah. know does he know that you're back yet she's like why would i i'll see him at school tomorrow and she doesn't really care yeah she's she's going through some stuff you know when you die and come back it's a it's a whole thing yeah, yeah. so um some people think this is a big thing that, like, she didn't go see Giles right away. I don't see it as such a big thing because it's literally, like, probably, what, 7, 8 o'clock at night. Right. School's literally the next day. Mm. 
Like, no, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's not not the hugest deal. Also, I'm, I'm not sure she knows where Giles lives. No, has she not been to Giles' house yet? I, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think we, we've seen his apartment yet. Maybe they just assume Giles lives in the library. <laughs> Maybe. And they're just like, did you go to the <laughs> did library? Did you go to the library? That's where Giles lives. Um... So yeah, so then we see Buffy's mom and her dad talking, and mm-hmm. the, da- the dad is saying that, you know, she was distant. She wasn't rude. She wasn't sulky. She was just mm-hmm. kind of not... She was there, but, like, not really there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a teenager is. Um, let's see, wait. I have a quote in here. At least, oh, he's saying that he doesn't really know how to connect with her. Mm-hmm. And he says, at least when she was burning stuff down, I knew what to say. <laughs> yeah, you would think it. Don't do that. Yeah. For one, that'd yeah. be an easy thing to say. But as far as her, like, being there but being distant, mm-hmm. he, like, just doesn't really know what to say. Right. But he bought her a lot of stuff over the summer. So he's yeah. kind of compensating for not being there ever mm-hmm. by buying her stuff. So, uh, you know, yeah. it's a healthy yeah. relationship builder right there. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I mean, he's the one who chose to stay in L.A. Yeah. And if... From the season one episode. I know it wasn't him, but he has a lot to make up for. Oh, Nightmares? Yeah. I hate that episode, and it makes me hate him as a character, even though I know that wasn't real. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I have issues with that episode. (laughs) Um, So let's see. The next day we see Giles and Snyder talking at school. I love this scene so much. (laughs) Snyder hates children and calls them Mm. hormonal time bombs. Um, He starts... So... You see Giles talking to Snyder, and then Jenny Callender comes up, mm. and so Giles and uh, Miss Callender are talking, and you see Snyder like not realizing that they're not it's so it, good. Giles yeah. isn't in the conversation with him anymore, mm. but he starts unintentionally narrating the interaction yeah. between Giles and Miss Callender. It's classic Whedon, like top of his game, you know. So good. Yeah, and uh, whenever Miss Callender's around, Giles turns into like a bumbling teenage boy. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. There's a scene with Giles, Sander, Willow, and Miss Calendar in the hallway. Miss Calendar pokes fun at Giles for being too much of like a book nerd. Mm-hmm. And um, Giles and Buffy finally reconnect. Yeah. Um, we get to see what Buffy's dad meant by distance. Buffy isn't like cold towards Giles, but she's just not really connecting. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that um, Sunnydale, let's see. It's clear that Sunnydale still has monster problems even with the Hellmouth being closed. Yes through, like, their conversation. Um, let's see. <laughs> Buffy is... So, later in the day, Buffy's training in the library, mm. and she's using, like, a training punching yep. dummy mm. thing that's, like, wooden, and we can see her kind of having flashbacks and stuff that happened with the master, and she's right. really starting to pummel this training dummy, and then mm. she kicks it and breaks it half. Yeah. Bra- kicks it and breaks it in half. Um, it's clear that she's having issues related to her losing to the master and dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I, I have a note in here. This is production wise, I get it, but with Giles, we're with um, Snyder being so strict. How could Giles and Buffy explain her training and flipping all over the library <laughs> if he listen, walked into the library one day? Listen, no one goes to this library. No yeah, kids. Like, no other teachers. They have just windows. The yeah, they have windows in the door, so people can just lock, like look mm-hmm. in. But she's just like flipping all over the the library and yeah. has like a, a wooden training dummy that she breaks in half. It's like I have to imagine that made noise. I can't explain it. It's just one of those things where it's like you just have to suspend your disbelief, you know? Yeah. There, there are vampires I can 
I can forgive the the training dummy. Yeah. And the book, the library full of books that aren't actually like student books. They're just Giles books. Are they available for checkout though? That's what I want to know. I feel like <laughs> he's in a tough position. If someone comes and asks, you got to do it. You got to let him check it out. But they actually make a joke about that. Um, not this season, but another season. It's like, it's convenient that nobody ever comes in and checks out these books, huh? We always have them when we need them. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So, somewhere else in town, we see that the anointed one is, lead- is leading the vampires in Sunnydale since the master died. Mm. Um, he's just obnoxious. Yeah. Him and his preacher, like, sidekick. Very obnoxious. I, I don't care about the anointed one. <laughs> um... Let's see. Buffy has a dream that Giles turns into the master and tries to kill her. Mm. Um, with Xander and Willow just sitting there and watching, which yeah. is like kind of terrifying. And they're just like talking, like continuing their conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just she's like literally being killed, and they're just like, oh, "That's man. fine. Nothing's going on." Okay. Um. So Angel is there when she wakes up from the nightmare. She's very cold towards him. He warns her about how the anointed one is gathering forces. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day at school, Cordelia is talking um, to the gang about like demons mm-hmm. and wants to know how their summers were, which I think is kind of cute because she's like she's part of the friend group now. Finally, yes, yeah, finally in, you know, pretty much for good now. She's gonna be a contributing member of the Scooby gang plus the like overall good yeah. guys of the series. Only problem being she walks up and is like, hey guys, fight any demons this summer? Yeah. And Xander has to be, or is it, it's either Xander or oh, Willow. It's personal like, demons. Oh, yeah. yes, our personal demons. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we can't talk about that in the open. That's like a, in the library because no one else ever goes there conversation. Right. <laughs> I feel like they get more lenient as the show goes on where they're just like talking about yeah. whatever in the open but yeah it's a funny funny moment here <laughs> um cordelia says uh buffy's secret is safe with her <laughs> let's see oh buffy says you won't tell anyone on the slayer i won't tell anyone you're a moron which is a little like okay mean. Buffy. so mean <laughs> yeah this is when like yeah so buffy starts being like kind of mean and cold mm. and bitchy to people yep. and the gang starts noticing they're like what's what's going on with you yeah and, she's usually like cheery and Happy, yeah, you know, or like at least like nice. Nice, yeah. Um, let's see, vampires dig up the master's bones, so mm. they go to the cemetery where they buried him. They start to dig in the dirt, and it's mm. like ah, it burns us because it's consecrated. Right. Meaning they like bless the ground with holy water. Yeah. Um, but they do end up getting his bones. Mm. Let's see. Um, later at the bronze, Angel is talking to Buffy. He's concerned that he did something to make her mad. Buffy says that he didn't do anything. Mm. Um, she just. She has just moved on to the living over the summer. Just like, oh. Yeah, so Take mean. a dig at the one thing he can't change about himself. Yeah. Um, oh, so Buffy, to kind of take another dig at Angel, does like a sexy dance on the dance floor with Xander, which is such a tease. Yeah. Um, it's a power play to make Xander crazy and make Angel jealous. It's mm-hmm. cruel to both of them. Yeah. And Buffy's like... Did I ever uh, thank you for saving my life? And he's like, no, I don't think you did. And she's like, don't you wish I would? And then walks away. It's like, yeah. oh, Buffy, harsh. <laughs> um, let's see. So Buffy goes to leave the bronze and Cordelia calls her out for being a bitch. <laughs> Cordelia basically gives her the, the advice to get over it or mm. she'll lose all of her friends. Mm. Um, Buffy walks away. Cordelia gets kidnapped. And we find out Miss um, Calendar has also been kidnapped. Mm. 
so let's see. Uh, Willow and Z- uh, Willow and Xander go to Giles. They say that um, they think Buffy's been possessed because she's just like not acting like herself. Right. Um, <laughs> Willow says. Why else would she be acting like such a B-I-T-C-H? And Giles says, Willow, I think we're too old to be spelling things. And Xander goes, a bitka? Yeah. Oh, Xander. <laughs> Sometimes I worry about Xander. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, Buffy goes and tells the gang that the Master's bones are missing. She knows that they got like dug up by the mm. other vampires. Um, she's angry with Giles and... Let's see. Um, oh, she's angry with Giles because he didn't think to tell her that there may be a possible way the vampires could bring the master back because that's right. what they're trying to do by um, stealing his bones is mm-hmm. that they're trying to bring him back again, which I feel like shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, I don't really get why they can bring the master back. Is this any vampire can be brought back like this or just him? I think it might be just him because normally when vampires dust, they don't leave behind bones. bones. right. But he was just so old that I guess his bones stayed behind, or maybe mm. he did some sort of spell or something on himself mm. to make it so that his bones wouldn't dust. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's a ransom note thrown through the window um, at the library that makes Buffy go to the bronze. Mm. Um, she won't do. She won't let the rest of the gang come with her she Mm. says i can't do my job and worry about protecting the rest of you this is my fight Mm. which like part of me thinks it's kind of fair yeah because like she's got a a rough enough job as it is Mm. she's trying to take out the master potentially again right and it's like i can see her not wanting to have to split her attention between protecting her friends Mm. and doing her job yeah, I yeah I get that. She could have said it nicer, but yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, um, let's see. Buffy says that she doesn't trust Angel because he's a vampire. She tries to goad him into a fight, but he won't engage. So she tells him to stay out of her way mm-hmm. when he tries to like go to help her. Um, turns out the whole thing was a trap to kidnap Willow and Giles. Right. Um, they need people who were standing closest to the master when he died. Ah. Uh. That's not closest, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they were thinking that they needed people close to the master, like his, his like closest lackeys or whatever. Mm -hmm. But really, they need the vampires need the people who were standing closest to him when he died Mm -hmm. in order to try to bring him back. Right. Um. Let's see. Xander gets knocked out, and Buffy finds him at the library. Um, he blames Buffy for falling for the trap and not mm-hmm. al- or not allowing the whole gang to come along because they mm-hmm. would have been safer if they went along with Buffy, except Cordelia and Miss Calendar still would have been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do not like this next line from Xander oh, at all. Where he says, if they hurt Willow, I'll kill you. Yeah. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> okay, Xander. I don't know. I have issues, which I, I guess this is like... This is really real life where people yeah. have a rough time communicating and Buffy mm. is kind of unwilling to communicate her feelings about being killed by the master. Mm. So she turns it into attitude problems towards yep. everyone. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I have issues when these characters have such a hard time communicating with each other. It's not like a... Like, this would never happen. Mm-hmm. It's a, I hate to see these characters who I love so much having such a problem communicating and taking it out on each other. Right. Which is totally, like, could happen in real life. So, right. 
Um, so let's see. Um, Buffy tortures one of the vampires with a cross necklace to get... Um, oh, with the cross necklace that she still has from Angel from season yeah. one to get them to give her info. Uh, she kills the vampires. Xander and Angel save the rest of the gang. Um, Buffy smashes the master's bones to dust so that there is no chance that they can do this and bring mm-hmm. him back. Right. Um, Very cathartic moment for Buffy. Yeah. So Buffy feels guilty about what happened, how mm-hmm. she's been acting with all of her friends. She seems to have kind of woken up to being her old self again now that she has had this kind of catharsis with yep. smashing the master's bones, finally right, getting right. that last bit of major aggression out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, is able to move on from all of that that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, her friends take her back. All's right in the world. The anointed one at the end um, in the destruction of the masters. Oh, so he's at the, wherever they had like the gang and we're going to sacrifice them to bring mm-hmm. the master back. And he shows up at the end to find the master's bones all smashed to dust. Mm-hmm. He's like, I hate that girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I think a pretty decent re-entry into the, the Buffy series, you know, it, it definitely kind of touches on, you know, all the stress from the first season, all the bad things that Buffy had to go through. Like, she's not just going to bounce back from stuff, you know? Right. And this is a recurring theme for all the characters and all yeah. these shows. They're not just like, well, that's done, and now everything's fine. You know, they try to continue on, like, a more realistic portrayal of how people react to things. Yeah. So I gave this one a seven. I gave it a six. And six, to be seven. honest, this is this is my least favorite season opener. Really? Ever. All right. Just because like I I I hate seeing these people that I love so much fighting. Right, right. <laughs> Alright. So episode two. Yes, uh some assembly required. It's 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 a one off. It's um mm. Oh, I'm Our sorry. I'm sorry. Off. Hold on. So watch your pass on the last episode. Right. Watch. Yeah, yeah. It's the season two opener. Mm-hmm. It um, resolves a lot of stuff from last season and sets some stuff up for next season. So right. you, should, you should watch it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm sorry. Moving on to Some Assembly Required, season two, episode two. Original air date was September 22nd, 1997. Um, written by Ty King, directed by Bruce Seth Green. Which yes. I, that name I looked always... it up. He's not related to Seth Green. No. He doesn't really direct anything anymore. I also found out, so... Yeah. That's that's that for Bruce Seth Green. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce. Um, so let's see. Let's we start off with uh Angel being jealous of Xander and how Buffy had danced with him. Angel mm. tries to walk away from Buffy, she tries to follow him, falls into an open grave. Turns out that people are robbing graves. Yes. But like just the, the comedic timing of that where mm. like she tries to go after him and then it's just like <laughs> It's like oops. Yeah. <laughs> also, Angel is two hundred and forty years old, right? Yeah. And uh but he clearly died when he was 17 because he has the emotional maturity of a 17-year-old still. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Giles is practicing asking Miss Calendar out on a date. <laughs> Buffy and Xander give him a hard time while also trying to give him advice, mm-hmm. and it's kind of adorable. Right. Um, there's a weird photographer kid running around the school. And, yeah, this guy's a slime ball. Yeah, and um, he's, like, taking pictures of all, like, the girls he finds pretty. Yeah. Um, and there's this other guy named Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we find out that they're the grave robbers. Um, 
we find out that Chris's brother Daryl had died. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris brought him back to life. It's it's kind of more Frankenstein, less zombie. Yeah, it's uh, not great. He's no. like held together with bolts and like it's yeah major stitches and stuff. Yeah. It's like okay, um, let's see. So Daryl, the Franken guy, yeah. <laughs> is uh he's lonely and he mm. wants his brother to build him a girlfriend yeah he can't just bring a regular girl back to life he's like no you need to assemble like actually frankenstein a girl because he's afraid that if they kill a girl and bring her back to life she'll be too pretty and mm. like she won't need him right right he's like i need a girl who's as messed up as i am Jesus. um let's see so they've been robbing the graves of dead girls and like mm. stealing body parts, which is freaking weird. Yeah. Um, don't do this. <laughs> yeah, don't try to bring people back to life, guys, and don't and, rob graves. Yeah, and don't kill people. Or, yeah, yeah, definitely don't kill people. We're very anti all of those podcasts. Here. Yeah. It's a PSA. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, they're they're piecing together a girl for him. Mm. Uh, but they're having an issue finding a suitable, like, head slash face from somebody who has already died. Right. Uh, so and they're... They're talking about beggars being choosers, am I right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> what what they're doing is not good, so no, I, no. I don't feel comfortable answering that. <laughs> I was like, he's like, oh, no, none of these girls are good enough for me. Yeah. A Frankenstein monster. Um, so let's see, Angel's looking for Buffy, he finds Cordelia, they find, like, dead girl parts in the dumpster of the school. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Angel is, uh, d- starting to dress differently, he's, like, dressing in, like, lighter clothing to mm. try to be more attractive to Buffy. <laughs> oh, Angel. Oh, my God. Um, let's see, Cordelia, oh, so, Angel points out that, like, in the dumpster they found, he said, what we found doesn't equal like four dead, like four dead girls. Yeah. Like it was parts from four dead girls, but mm, not. There were some parts missing. Yeah. Um. So let's see. So Cordelia asks Angel to bring her home, mm. except for the fact that she's driving. Right. So it's like okay. So he's gonna go in her car, so that she can go home. Mm. And then she'll just leave him outside her yes. house and he has to walk home? Yes. Like, I feel, I feel there's a flaw in this plan. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, but uh, Cordelia still thinks that Angel's attractive, especially in the lighter clothes. Er, yeah. No, not especially in the lighter clothing. She always thinks he's attractive. Yeah, but... yeah. Just Angel. Yeah. Um, let's see. Miss Calendar asked Giles to go with her to the football game, <laughs> which I think is adorable because mm. he just can't do it. Yeah, he doesn't understand football no the most american sport of all time with the most british men of all time yeah um let's see oh so cordelia gets chosen by the grave robbers they want to kill her and take her head always being kidnapped cordelia oh my god she really needs to get like i don't know a taser yeah (laughs) some pepper spray something yeah yeah or like i don't know in in today's world it would literally be like Find my phone. God right, help yeah. Me. <laughs> we need to track down Cordelia. Yeah. Um, yeah, no one leaves or lets Cordelia out of their sights. Yeah, really. Um, let's see. So, 
Uh, Cordelia gets attacked, but Buffy saves her just in time. Mm. Giles and Miss Calendar go on an official date. Then Willow and Xander unintentionally crash it at the football game, which is kind of a, like it's hysterical. Um, let's see, Cordelia gets kidnapped again by Daryl. Yeah. Yep. It's like, girl, come on. Um, I, I literally have in my notes, blah blah blah. I don't like this episode. I'm like, it's she gets kidnapped again. They try to kill her and they bring her to a new area. <clears throat> yeah, Chris has a change of heart. Brings them to the science building that's all abandoned. Buffy fights the zombie or Frankenstein monster. It lights on fire. And that's uh, pretty much it. The, the guy dies because he doesn't want his potential girlfriend's body to burn. Or he's like really sad about it. Oh yeah. He's and like... dies from fire. And it's actually, Frankenstein dies, right? Xander's the one who saves Cordelia. Yes. Uh, he like pushes her. On, she's strapped down to a gurney. Mm-hmm. And he pushes her and then kind of jumps onto the gurney as they go yeah. over flames. It's a very, like, kind of superhero it's moment. For... Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, let's see. So the lab goes up in flames. Daryl mm-hmm. dies. Miss Calendar is the initiator in their relationship with Giles. Yes. Which I think is hysterical because he wouldn't have been able to do it on his own. <laughs> um, let's see. Cordelia tries to thank Xander for saving her life. Mm-hmm. He gives her the brush off to talk to Willow. Right. <laughs> and let's see. Oh, so he gives her the brush off and goes off and talks, like, keeps talking with Willow. Mm. And Xander goes, so uh, where were we? And Willow goes, wondering why we never get dates. <laughs> and Xander goes, oh, yeah, why do you think that is? Oh, After man. literally Cordelia was just trying to thank him for saving her life. Right. And, like, he gave her the brush off. Oh, man. Uh, so let's see. Angel admits that he's jealous of Xander and Buffy walks Angel home since it's almost morning. Mm. So kind of a... Like a role reversal, right. and they like hold hands, and it's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so what'd you give this? Two steaks. Ooh. I so I'm guessing that's like, a pass. I don't yeah. like this episode. I literally have blah, blah, blah written in my notes because I got sure. bored. I said four. Thought it was fine. You don't like it, though. No. All right, let's move on to an episode I'm sure you do like. Oh, my God. Because you see literally yes, in red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, I love this episode. Mm. It introduces one of my favorite characters of all time. Yes. Um, so the episode is Season 2, Episode 3, School Hard. Uh, originally aired September 29th, 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, so written by Joss Whedon and David Greenwalt. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, David Greenwalt, longtime writer on the show. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, let's see, uh, directed by John T. Kretschmer. Okay. Sorry, I don't know how to say your last name. (laughs) Um, So, it is parent-teacher conference time at the school. Uh, Snyder picks this girl named Sheila and Buffy to be, Mm. like, in charge of the parent-teacher lounge. Mm. As someone who's not a very good student, parent-teacher night, always a nightmare. (laughs) As someone who was a good student, I never cared. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it, it only happened in, like, elementary school. You didn't have it in high school? No. Oh, uh, we did. Was, was it we as in the entire school or just you? No, no, it was the entire school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. No, no I mean, no, I don't think my parents, besides, like, my drama teacher, because I was in the drama club, mm-hmm. and when we had, like, performances, like, they met that teacher, but yeah. I don't think they met, like, any of my other teachers in high school. Right. And I had to work the school store because I was in one of the clubs, so no vampires attacked, though. 
luckily. <laughs> I'm like, are you disappointed or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my man. god. Um, okay, so uh, Snyder picks the two girls because they are the most troublesome students in the school, <laughs> and tells them they have to decorate the lounge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snyder but- just has a hate boner for Buffy. He hates her so much. Just for all teenagers in general, though. But like, he just hates... I don't think he likes a single student, even mm-hmm. Willow, right. who is, like, the top student at the school. She really is, yeah. Yeah, and... she's in every club. <laughs> except the drama club. Right. Um, okay, so let's see. So, Buffy asks Willow and Xander if they think that any of the other Slayers had to go to high school. <laughs> Cause she's like, I got mm, so much question. Going. She's like, I got so much going on, and now mm. I have to help run the student teacher day, yeah. and I'm just like, what? I have no time. I'm gonna say, no. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, so let's see. <laughs> Xander says nothing bad will happen, and then we get my love, my love, Spike. We yes. get the introduction of. William the Bloody, mm. also known as Spike, and I love him. He just busts in, runs over a sign, gets out of the car, smoking a cigarette. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Very cool entrance. Uh, so let's see. I have notes in here about Spike, but I don't remember if they're actually introduced in this episode. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, let's skip them then. We okay. don't want to spoil it. I know, yeah. I definitely know that one isn't. We get that in another episode. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So we find out that the vampires kind of need a new leader. Mm-hmm. Um, they decide that they will um, hunt the Slayer on the upcoming night of St. Vigius. Yes. Which is when like their power will be apparently at its peak. Mm-hmm. Um, and whoever kills the Slayer will be the new leader. In walks Spike. And one of the Slayers who had been like in competition to be the new leader talks about how he was at Woodstock. Oh, no, at the or, crucifixion. Oh, at the crucifixion. Yeah. Exactly right. And Spike walks in saying, if every vampire who was at the crucifixion was actually there, it would have been like Woodstock. <laughs> he said, I was actually at Woodstock. That was a weird gig. I fed off a flower purse and spent the next six hours watching my hand move. I love him. I love him. <laughs> He's so great. Oh, my God. Um, Spike, Spike uh, tells the group of vampires that he has killed Slayers before. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't like to brag, but... Uh, Actually, who am I kidding? I love to brag. Yeah, he's, he's great. <laughs> oh, my God. He just chews the scenery and just, like, steals every scene. He's, he's so in. amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then we also get to meet uh, Drew, mm-hmm. Drusilla, who is his longtime girlfriend in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's clearly not all there in the head. No. <laughs> she is not. She's a, she's a little bit, um, I don't even know how to explain her. She's, she's a little bit mad. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, and it kind of explains that she's a little weak, right, in this episode mm-hmm. because she almost died. Yeah. Um, so not only is she like crazy, but she's also like really, sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Halfway between death and life, or afterlife, whatever yeah. being a vampire is. <laughs> uh, Spike and Drew together are just magical. Yeah. They're they're just so funny and they play off each other so well. Mm-hmm. Um. It's James Marsters and what's the actress's name who plays Drusilla? Crap, I should know this. Um, Sorry. <laughs> please pause for real time research here. No, yeah, we will. Don't worry. And I know it's gonna hit me as soon as like you 
Yeah, you'll know. Yeah. Because I only see it, like, every episode that she's in this season. Juliet Landau. Yes, thank you. Those two actors together are just amazing, and the way they play off each other, and there's a scene where, like, um, they're kind of talking to the group, and then they start talking to each other, mm-hmm. and they are, like, about to kiss, and then they do this thing where they put their head, their foreheads together and just turn to the camera at the same mm-hmm. time, and apparently they did that in, like, an audition, Right. and it was so good that they were like, you need to do that for the show. I like it. Also, for anyone hearing those sirens, those are on our side. No yeah. one's coming for you. You're, if you're in the car... I mean, as far as we know. Yeah, if you're in the car, it's, it's probably not on your side also, but just just wanted to make sure. Because I know those <laughs> always like throw me off when I can hear sirens in the background, and I'm like driving, yeah. listening to a podcast. And you're like, I, I'm supposed to pull over for emergency vehicles, right? but I don't see them, exactly. but I hear them. Where are they? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Oh, so... We're back at Buffy's house, and Joyce pulls the biggest guilt trip on Buffy. Yeah. And she says, what I don't want is to be disappointed in you again. And it just, it hurts my heart. It's not even like my mom, were t- like my personal mom we're talking about. It mm. hurt, It hurts me. Right. So I, I can only imagine what Buffy feels, but it's like. Yeah. So, so not only are you, I mean, she doesn't know that Buffy's juggling the whole like mm. Slayer thing. But Buffy's juggling her Slayer duties, her school duties, now having to set up this parent-teacher night, mm. and now she has Joyce guilt-tripping her and being like, I just don't want to be disappointed in you again. It's not it's great. Like, no. It's not a recipe for success. No. It's like, way to put more pressure on your kid. <laughs> um, let's see. So Giles and Miss Calendar try to talk to the gang about how important the night of St. Vigius is. Buffy is more concerned with school and that the par- and like the parent teacher conference prep. Mm. Uh, this annoy- annoys Giles a little bit as he feels that she's not taking her job as a slayer seriously. Right. But it's like, dude, you work in the school. You realize what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So Spike is uh Spike starts like hunting Buffy mm. as she hangs out with her friends at the bronze. There's clearly like kind of it's, it's almost like a sexual hunting thing for him, mm. the way that he kind of stalks around her. Right, right. And the way that he watches her. Um, let's see. He's studying her, watching... The, oh, and he, like, watches her as she's fighting mm. vampires in, in the graveyard later. Mm. And he's, like, studying her. He's studying her and, like, watching how she fights. Right. Um... So Spike comes out of the shadows after the fight. He tells Buffy that he'll see her on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We find out that Angel has a history with Spike. Spike and Drew came to Sunnydale to try to restore Drew to full strength. Mm-hmm. The gang is preparing for the fight. Uh, Cordelia is helping to like whittle stakes, which I think is just like more evidence that she's really becoming part of the gang. Right, right. And she complains, but you know. She's, but she's there. Yeah, she's there. <laughs> she's helping. Um, let's see. Buffy enlists Willow to keep her mom away from Snyder during the parent-teacher conference. Right. Um, Buffy tells Snyder that her mom doesn't speak any English. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. Snyder catches up with um, Joyce eventually mm. and takes her like to his office to talk, and Buffy's like, oh, shit. Like, this is the end for me. I'm yeah. dead. <laughs> She's gonna kill me. Um, let's see. I can only imagine what he said to her. I know, right? 
we don't see it, but it yeah. wasn't good. But uh, Joyce comes back from talking with Snyder, mm. and she's very angry with Buffy. Yeah. And they're, she's like, car, now. <laughs> and Buffy's like, and I'm dead. <laughs> nice knowing you. Um, so they're on their way out when the vampires attack. Mm. So, you know, I guess nice timing. If, yeah, if, saved if, by the vampires. Well, also, if Buffy had left and they all attacked the school, mm. all those sure. people would probably would have been dead. Right. So, um... Let's see. Oh, so it's like, it's not even Saturday night. It's like yeah, it's Friday. Friday or something. Spike says that he couldn't wait until Saturday. Uh, Buffy springs into action, gets a group to lock themselves in one of the classrooms. Willow saves Cordelia and they lock themselves in a closet. Mm. Uh, the vampires cut the power to the school and surround the school. I want to know, like, how do vampires know how to just, like, cut power to an entire building? I don't know. Um, well, I guess they do spend a lot of time in the sewers. True. If that's true. where, like, the power lines are going. Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. Hey, maybe someone who died was like an electrician or something. Maybe. A vampire. Maybe. Knows what's up. <laughs> Can you imagine like a vampire building their gang out of people with useful skills and then turning them smart. into vampires? It'd be smart. Someone <laughs> should, this is why there's no organization in these vampires. They don't have any long-term planning skills. That's why they keep <laughs> failing. Right. Um, let's see. Giles sends Xander to go get Angel for help. Mm. Um, Joyce says there's something wrong with the faces of the people who are attacking the school. Snyder starts saying it's a gang on PCP. (laughs) (laughs) That's their, like, their cover story for everything. Where it's like, I think in, like, there's some other show. I think it might be Vampire Diaries where it's always just, like, wild animal attack. Every vampire attack is a wild animal attack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's wild animals that... Bite people's necks and yeah. drain them of their blood. It happens all the time. Oh yeah, no one ever questions it. So th- their their cover story is a uh, wild animal to- or not wild animal PCP gang PCP. on PCP. Yeah, attacking the school. Uh, let's see. Snyder wants to try to escape out the window. Puffy uh, Buffy takes charge and tells him not to do that. <laughs> Joyce wants to protect her. Buffy escapes through the ceiling. So Buffy literally goes. They have, like, one of those drop ceilings, and she, like, yeah. moves one of the tiles and goes into the ceiling and is, like, going across, like, hallways into mm. other rooms right, through right. the ceiling. Um, let's see. Oops. No. This is my one thing about my iPad is that when my keyboard pops up and I cannot make it go away. Um, let's see. Giles was gonna go risk his own safety to go find Buffy. Mm. He says it's her his responsibility to protect her, but then she comes in through the ceiling and he doesn't have to go out. Um, Buffy tells him that there's like a gang across the in the classroom across the hall mm. where her mom and Snyder are, and she tells Giles that she trust he she trusts him to get her mom out. Right. Um, it's almost the equivalent of Buffy telling Giles to protect like her child, mm-hmm. even though the roles are reversed. Right. Which is really sweet. She trusts Giles, and it's, oh, it's yeah. really sweet. Um, let's see. Joyce is trying to take charge and keep everyone in the room where Buffy told them to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giles says he's starting to see a certain mother-daughter resemblance. <laughs> yeah, Snyder. Yeah. Says that. Yeah, hilarious. Um, uh, let's see. Snyder ends up getting one of the other adults killed because they try like going out the window, and then a vampire on the outside of the window like pulls the person through. And Joyce is like, Buffy told you not to do yeah. that. It's like, why don't people listen to, to Buffy? Um, 
let's see, Sheila finally turns up. So the other troubled student who was supposed to be helping Buffy with the whole mm. parent-teacher conference night, she turns up, turns out she's been turned into a vampire. Yep. She got um, kidnapped by Spike and Drusilla turned her into a vampire. Yep. Uh, there's an interaction between Spike and Angel. Uh, first time we hear the name Angelus, mm. which is what Spike refers to him as. I um, love this interaction um, between Spike and Angel, like like two long lost friends. Spike is so excited to see him oh, yeah. there, and like Angel's so good too because in it, you know, in the future there's more of this in his own, you know show by like yeah. where he's playing like the character of Angelus, mm-hmm. you know. And he's just so good. He's so good at playing the two different versions of Angel and yeah. Angelus, you know. Um, so let's see. So Xander had been sent to go get Angel. He goes and gets Angel and mm. then Angel tries to use him as kinda like not quite bait mm. but like a diversion distraction to delay Spike. So he walks in and he's got Xander by like the back of the neck. Yeah. And he tries to, like, offer Xander to Spike mm. as, like, hey, we can both kill this guy. Right. Um, <laughs> I said, um, Angel uses Xander as a bait slash diversion slash distraction to delay Spike, or at least <laughs> that's what he was hoping for. <laughs> um, let's see. Angel's continued jealousy of Xander may also play into this a little bit. Angel says the way he's been acting with Buffy was an act. Oh, so this is um, Angel talking to Spike. Mm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just pretend to, like, be the Slayer's lapdog. Mm. And um, Xander said that he knew it all along. And yeah. Angel offers Xander up to share with Spike. I think Angel just really doesn't like Spike. Or um, Angel really doesn't like Xander. Which, oh, he definitely doesn't. Yeah. No, no, he doesn't like It's okay, because Xander. Xander's not that big of a fan of Angel either. <laughs> There's no love lost there. Mm. Um, let's see. Spike punches Angel. <laughs> he saw through his act, and he yeah. knows he's not actually evil. Um, I love this, too. He's like, come on, man. You're my sire. You're my Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, so ap- we find it, like, apparently the title of sire can be used for anyone, like, up a vampire sire lineage. Mm. So since um, we la- we later in this season... So I, I, we're keeping spoilers within yeah, the season the that season. They, they're talking about. Right. So um, we find out that Angel sired Drusilla, mm. who then sired Spike. Spike. So right. really it's like Angel is Spike's like grandsire, right. almost like his grandfather. Right. But uh, they're, it's still considered like his sire. It's up mm. the sire lineage. Right. Because he would never become a vampire if he never turned. Yeah. Yeah. Drusilla, so. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Buffy faces Spike. They both, like, put down their, like, they each had a weapon. Mm. And then they decide to both put them down and just, like, fight hand to hand. Um, the stunt double they have for James Marsters is, uh... Yeah, just don't look too closely. <laughs> Does he not look like him at all? No. It's, it's, the, the vamp face they use on James Marsters, I don't think was the same one they used on the stunt double, uh, and it just doesn't look great. That sucks. Also, yeah, so don't I, look too close. Also, I believe he's a bit, um, beefier. Because <laughs> James Marsters is a very, like, very muscular, but very, mm. like. Like, swimmer muscular. Like, he's, like com- skinny. And, compact muscle. Yeah. Uh, he's a very slim guy, so mm-hmm. sometimes the stunt doubles they get for him are fantastic. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Oh, so, um, Spike is about to eventually, essentially stake Buffy, mm. but Joyce hits Spike with an axe. She hit him with the, the side, side of the of axe, yeah. so I'm not sure, like, it, it didn't really hurt him, it just kind of knocked him off with right. Buffy, but she has the axe and she says, you get the hell away from my daughter. Very Ripley from Aliens. It's fantastic, yeah. and it's like... I feel like Joyce has a lot of scenes where you don't really like her, mm-hmm. and she says things that you're just like, er, Joyce, you just don't get it. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, she doesn't know that Buffy's a slayer. She doesn't know about that entire aspect of her life. So, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, the whole, like, parents just don't understand their kids thing. Right. I mean, when the kid isn't telling them this humongous chunk of their life, mm-hmm. it's understandable. But, uh, yeah, this is this is just an awesome moment for Joyce. <laughs> Um, so Spike runs off. Joyce says to Buffy, no one lays a hand on my little girl. <laughs> my God. Joyce, if only you knew. Yeah, right. What she deals with on a daily basis. But at the same time, that was freaking badass. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Giles and Miss Calendar talking and he says he understands if she wants to like start avoiding him. She doesn't take him off up, up on the offer. He like gives her it out and she's like, yeah. No. No, I think I'll stay. Right. Um, so let's see. It's clear Snyder knows what's really happening with the vampires. He tells the police to circulate the normal story of the gang being on PCP. Mm. Um, let's see. Joyce says Snyder said that she was a troublemaker. Um, or so, so this is Joyce talking to Buffy. Mm. And Buffy asking, like, so what did Snyder say to you? And right. Joyce is like, well, he said you're a troublemaker, but uh, I could care less. <laughs> I literally have in my notes, yay, Joyce. <laughs> Joyce Joyce says, I have a daughter who can take care of herself, who's brave and resp- resourceful, and thinks of others in a crisis. No matter who you hang out with or what dumb teenage stuff you think you need to do, I'm going to sleep better knowing that. Right. I'm like, Joyce, nice. Joyce, major steps. <laughs> just, just applaud you. Um, let's see. Uh, Spike, Spike might have actually saved Buffy a lot of trouble because him, like, kind of diverting them from going to the car when Joyce was, like, super angry. Mm -hmm. And Buffy being able to kind of demonstrate kind of her her slayer powers Mm -hmm. and, like, resourcefulness and how she, like, what Joyce said, how she thinks of others and a Mm -hmm. crisis and all that stuff, like... I think it actually made her look better in Joyce's eyes. Right. And probably saved her from being grounded. Definitely. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, oh, so <laughs> we see Cordelia and Willow in a closet. Still. Yeah. Still, because they don't know that, like, everything's fine. Mm. Like, I guess nobody walks through the school and is like, hey, everything's fine. You can come out now. Because, yeah. I mean, if I was tra- if I had locked myself in a closet thinking that vampires were attacking the school mm. and i heard somebody out in the hallway being like hey everything's fine you can yeah. come out like i would not open that door right um it'd have to be someone you trust yeah implicitly yeah yeah and even then you don't know if they've been turned Oof. it's tricky so uh we see cordelia and willow still trapped in the closet cordelia is praying <laughs> says she will never be mean to anyone else ever again unless they really deserve it or it's that time <laughs> of the month uh willow says like, she's, like, asking for things. And Willow says, ask for some aspirin. <laughs> I have in my notes, I wonder how long they stayed in the closet. Weren't Buffy and Xander looking for Willow, at least? 
<laughs> so we, we don't know how long they were trapped in there, long enough for Cordelia to start praying. Um, let's see. Spike calls the anointed one the annoying one. Uh, he throws the anointed one into a cage and then lifts him up into the sunlight so it's like on a on a chain connected mm. to the ceiling for whatever reason. And he throws the anointed... I think for this reason, honestly. Yeah. yeah. He throws the anointed one in the cage, locks him in, and then pulls the uh, the cage up into the sunlight. Yeah. And um, he, he dusts because he's a vampire. Mm. Um, honestly, <laughs> I'm glad. Because he's not that compelling as a villain without no. um, the master. And he's just kind of annoying little twerp. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, so Spike says he's the new big bad in town, and honestly- very meta, too. <laughs> I think the writers just didn't know what to do, what to do with the Anointed One after the Master had died. Mm. I mean, his entire purpose was to lead the Slayer to her death. Yeah. But after that, like, yeah. yeah um, there. There was never any indication of how old he really was or how long he'd been a vampire. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to have any special skills or powers. He's not missed by anyone. And he's a kid, so he's going to keep growing, but I don't think you do when you're a vampire. I don't know, though. I mean, he didn't seem to have changed all that much from, like, the end of season one. Mm-hmm. So we, But we don't know exactly how much real-world time had passed in between when they finished... Um, shooting the end of season one and when they started shooting season two right so yeah but he's he's not missed by anyone yeah oh well r.i.p anointed one yeah we have spike now so we're over it so watch your pass oh, i love this i i like god eight nine i spike how can you turn yeah. down spike in its first appearance uh, i yeah yeah definitely watch this i agree um, I said, even if you're not as obsessed with Spike as I am, it's still a great episode. Lots of world building. Introduction mm-hmm. to the new big bad of the season, uh, who has, like, a lot, and it has, like, a lot of his backstory, more info on characters, such as Angel, Snyder, etc., and will explain the disappearance of the Anointed One. So I gave it eight. Right. Hi, guys. So, uh, turns out we talk too much. Um, so what we're gonna do is actually split the video here, mm-hmm. and, uh... It gives you guys a little bit less to download on data if you're doing that, which uh, don't recommend. Download always download things on Wi-Fi. What yeah. are you doing? And um, so yeah, so we're gonna cut the video here, not necessarily where we intended it, but uh, it gets more content for you, so it's all good. Yeah, so uh, you can watch part two. Uh, we'll have it in the playlist, and then if you're on iTunes, there should be another part for you to download. Or we just I don't know. It may or may not be labeled part two. It'll just be whatever episodes are next. Right. So just just follow the order of when it like what episodes it says each video contains. Right. Oh man! Thank you guys for watching, and uh, yeah, talk to you later. Bye. The Sunnydale Review is a Wicked Good Everything production. The fan art of Buffy was created by Fishbone Art. The logo was created by Tamar Kutab. The original intro and outro song was created by Alex Carl.